Ever wonder how we get all that great social media content for Roundpeg and our clients? Well, we're going to let you in on a little secret. Today, I'm interviewing Stacy Sieber, our social media planner. She's going to share how she finds great source material, creates content, schedules, and then measures the results. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're talking about social media. And you guys can relax, because it's not just going to be me. I've actually dragged Stacy Sieber away from her desk to come in and talk to us about social. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Lorraine. Thanks for having me. Stacy. I am so glad that I could distract you just for a little bit to talk about this whole process of social media. What started this conversation was you were getting a lot of questions from customers about why you do what you do. Yeah, that's actually one of the most common questions I get from clients uh, when talking about social. Let's talk about some of their kind of concerns. How do you decide where you get information from? How do you figure out what to write for everything from a flooring company to a bean company to a tech firm? So if I can't pull resources from their website, I actually reach out to the client and ask where they get information. And that's a great way for me to go in and find resources to post. What kind of good sources do they give you? So for example, a pharmaceutical company we work with gave me a website called Pharma Exec, which has plenty of information about popular trends in the industry right now, which is something I wouldn't be able to find, I guess, on a Google search. One of my favorite parts about doing social media for so many different companies is I become sort of this renaissance woman with a lot of useless knowledge about a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, I've definitely learned a lot about flooring, but also a lot about wound types, which is something I never thought I would learn. Mm -mm. And so the good news is if you ever have like a serious wound, you're going to know what to do. I will know exactly what to do. Okay, so you have all of this content. Then customers ask a little bit about the schedule. Mm -hmm. So if it's a new client, I like to start out with looking at maybe what time their followers are going to be on most of the time. But to do that, you need some kind of background information already. So for one of our clients, I wanted to do just about two weeks worth of social and then see when people were most engaged. So that's how I try to find the perfect time to post. The thing I like about most social media platforms is you can dig into the analytics and you can see, okay, best time of day, when people are likely to be on, when they see the content versus when they're likely to interact with it. Mm -hmm. We saw that with our email marketing. If we send an email at six in the morning to our business owner clients, they read it. But if I want them to actually fill out a form or do something, I have to send it later in the day. Because in the morning, they're looking at it on their phone. By 10 o'clock, they're on their desktop. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is with social as well. People might be scrolling in the mornings, but they're not going to make an action or click on anything until later in the day. Except for Instagram, which people will shop on at 3 in the morning. Yes, they will. And I might be one of those people. (laughs) So... As you're kind of perfecting your schedule, what other kinds of questions do customers ask you about that you think are probably rolling around in the heads of lots of business owners? So a lot of people ask me why I repost certain posts and it's not because I'm running out of content, it's because looking back at previous months, this specific post did pretty well on social, so it's great to reintroduce it. 
do you have any rules of thumb for how often or how much time you like to keep between things? When looking at posts that do really well, I obviously don't want to share it every single week because that would just be overkill. But I think getting it back in the timeline maybe twice a month is ideal. That seems to be working really well for our clients. That's probably true for Facebook and LinkedIn. There's a very different rhythm on Twitter. Twitter, I post much more frequently um, and much more often just because tweets tend to disappear more than they do on Facebook or LinkedIn. I actually really like, shout out to at Buffer, I really like their tool because I can go in and see what did well two and three days ago and just reshare very quickly and rack up way more impressions without burning out my followers. Yeah, Buffer makes it really easy to see what did well and what didn't well. And then, yeah, you're able to just drag that back into the timeline rather than having to type it all out again. So I absolutely love being able to use Buffer. So while we're on the subject, other productivity tools, other other things besides Buffer that you use to schedule or research or just manage the whole process? So when doing research, I obviously tend to lean towards Google, but I go through uh, the news section rather than just plain articles because I feel like news tends to have more authority when, mm -hmm. um, when looking at content. Yeah, especially I think for some of the more technical clients where you really need accuracy, uh, that news section is great. Mm -hmm. um, especially since, yeah, we work with some clients that are in the medical industry or even uh, technology industry. It's very important to have up-to-date information rather than maybe a company about food or beans. We can, we can share some general information. Cool. Now, one of the things that we do, and it works really well for us sharing information with clients, but I think it could be really valuable for anyone, is you essentially write down every tweet or every social media share we're going to do, and you put it into a Google Doc. Yeah, so when I'm planning the content, I like to use Google Documents or Google Sheets because it makes it really easy for me to see what I'm doing, but for the client to see what's what's going on as well. And then with a Google Sheet, they are able to go back to previous months and see where we started, um, maybe what kind of posts we were introducing in the timeline three months ago versus now. Whether it's for a company like ours where we're managing multiple clients or for an individual company, I think the ability to go back and at a glance, literally just scrolling through the tabs, go back and see what did you do a year ago? We have clients that have conferences or reoccurring events. You could cut and paste a whole page of updates or a series of them and be very efficient in planning your content for the next month. Yeah, that's a little cheat I really like because I like to work smarter and not harder. So if I can find any way to reduce the time I'm spending on a certain account, I really want to take that. If something didn't do well last year, we don't have to redo it this year. Yeah, uh, with all the reporting tools we use, it's really nice to be able to see what worked and what didn't um, so that, yeah, I'm not making any mistakes. Mm -hmm. What about images for social media? Finding them, creating them. What are some of your favorite tricks and what are some things you've learned along the way? Well, I've learned that I definitely need the help of our graphic designer <laughs> because when I first started, I thought I knew what a good social image was, but I was proven wrong. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Talia, our graphic designer, she is usually my go-to resource when I'm trying to find pictures to use. And what kind of things have done really well? What kind of images? And is it different on the different platforms? 
A majority of images that do well tend to have people in them, um, and I've seen that across the board for all clients, but when looking at specific industries, um, especially the medical industry, people consulting with their doctor, that does really well, or close-in shots of um, a patient or someone, those do really well. I always tell people that it's called Facebook for a reason, that human beings and the faces tend to do really well on Facebook, on Instagram, LinkedIn. LinkedIn likes real people. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, the difference between that and Facebook, Facebook will see a person and think, oh, cool, it's a face. But LinkedIn, yeah, likes to see more of those in the moment, clients at conferences or events. Whereas Facebook is all about the people, no matter real or fake, I guess. Awesome. So if people want to know more about social media, what's your favorite resource? Where do you go for latest tricks and trends? Besides, obviously, the digital toolbox and round pick. I actually really like Buffer's blog that they have. They post pretty regularly and the content they're sharing is really up to date. They include the new trends or the new trends to look out for, which is always nice. Um, but yeah, Buffer, it's a great tool, but it's also a great resource. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about specifically social media marketing, look for Stacy's posts on our blog at roundpeg.biz. And if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead, binge another. They're short. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.